Welcome to Lame Storming, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Yes, hello. Today we have a guest, and her name is Giselle Rosman. Hello, Giselle. Hello, guys. Lovely to have you be here tonight, today, Thank whatever you. time it is. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for coming on. It's, this This will be a fun challenge, I'm sure. <laughs> it's always fun. At the very least, it's always fun. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? A little bit about me. Um, I guess I'm here because I've been running Global Game Jam globally for the last two years. So, this year we ran at the end of January um, in 94 countries. So, coordinating something like that is pretty exciting. So, I've seen... <laughs> Lots of different game ideas, both locally at the Melbourne site that I run, that we had, I don't know, 250 jammers, um, as well as running a Slack with 900 people to coordinate it worldwide. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No biggie, it's fine. I cannot imagine. Yeah, I know. You you can't even when you're doing it, it's okay. Um, I got into that because I've been running IGDA, which is the International Game Developers Association um, in Melbourne since 2009 and when I have time to actually do proper work I work with hipster whale creators of Crossy Road and notice I've just been come back from GDC so I don't say Crossy Road anymore I say Crossy Road (laughs) because that way people understand me it's just like trying to get water when you're over in the states it's really hard don't do it with an Australian accent (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Crossy Road I've discovered there's a vowel thing. It's not hot sauce. It's hat sauce. <laughs> but I digress. It's a thing. Get used to it. Yeah. So I've sort of been in and around game developers for about a decade now. Yeah. But have never made a game. And um, just like you guys, I'm not a game developer. <laughs> I am not a comedian. Let's see how this rolls, shall yeah, we? Yeah, well, that's great. it. Well, this is the thing I, I kind of, we kind of do... You know, we've both dabbled in a little bit of game development, but never got very far. And we realized that the most fun part is just coming up with the ideas. So, <laughs> oh here yeah, we are. and we're do, you know we're in we're basically the first hour of a game jam. Nice. You know, throw some prompts in there and just see what comes. Well, you've, out. you've already got your team sorted out, so that's that's a really good start because I find <laughs> exactly. that the hardest part myself. <laughs> is, okay, there's 250 of you. Just form teams of reasonable sizes. Form little sizes. clumps. You'll be fine. Clumps of talent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping maybe for next year's Global Game Jam that we can jump in with a couple of our old guests so that we can like oh, you should. feel like we're actually you contributing. <laughs> and my theory is always with game jams, like you shouldn't, people get a bit, oh, I can't make a video game. Then cool. Can you use like pens and paper and scissors? Then you can make a board game. It's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, mm. so I, th- I think the level of entry for Game Jam is, is very low when we encourage learners. So you should totally rock along and get involved. I feel like we could do an episode of the show and just in that first hour, once the teams are in there, just have a team jump in for every episode, every click pitch and we can just quickly come up with what their game's going to be and then send them off to make it and then bring the next one in. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And then they're like, oh, I've committed to it now. We have yep. to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> no changing at midnight on Saturday for us. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that happens, doesn't it? It does, it does. Yeah. I tend to say by lunchtime Saturday, if you're going to change your mind, change it now. Yep. But yeah, there's, certainly there'll be some ideas where it's like, ah, oh, this is just not feasible. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, the largest game, global game jam in the world 
Oh, no, I'm going to make you try and guess. Where do you think it is? Oh, jeez. Um, San Francisco. Some, it's going to be somewhere okay. we don't expect. No, no, I, I don't know. Japan. Okay, it's, it's not San Francisco. It's not Japan. They, they're known for making games, guys. You didn't try very hard there. Yeah. No, um, no. Cairo in Egypt, 800. Oh, really? Yeah, see? It's just like, that's whoa. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's bananas. So there you go. <laughs> that's, that's the so biggest cool. one, and everyone keeps trying to chase it, but they're all a few hundred people off still. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we should actually get into it. So, Ben, can you introduce our game? I will. So we're going to play something we like to call Click Pitch. Uh, we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three, two, one, we'll all click refresh to get a new word. And based on that word, we'll try to come up with a game idea. And you know, hopefully something funny or interesting or, or just you know, a fun, fun little chat. <laughs> we'll have fun. Hopefully you'll have fun listening. <laughs> so Trevor, would you like to count us down? Yes. Three, two, one, click. Giselle, do you want to go okay, first? Okay, sure. I, oh, this could get messy. Um, I got carved. 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 Okay. I got wandering. And I've got chaperone. Okay. okay, a wandering half chaperone. It does sound no. disturbing. I don't know a lot about like like horror game genre. Yeah, it does it does go a bit towards it, that horror it edge, does, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, so is... you're a wandering chaperone, just going from school dance to school dance. <laughs> Carving up hapless the dance school. Oh, it's cool. it's not a dance game. It's not a it's not... Oh, you're carving Maybe. up the dance floor. I'm just trying to bring oh. it back to a space that I can recognise. I, this is the person who couldn't play Last of Us because I get too scared. And I ended oh, up with okay. So I won't bring in my idea then of that it's a rhythm-based horror game where you're carving up people on the dance floor because I feel like that hasn't been really done before. <laughs> don't know that I've seen that one. No, I think it might be also something new and unique. There you go. Just you've got the you've you've got the high school high school students just coming towards you in the different uh, lanes, and you have to hit the right <laughs> button on your dance dance revolution mat to perform a finishing move or something. <laughs> cleave, 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 chop, yeah. cleave. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Could I, be a bit um could have like a bop it controller with different uh, dismembering devices. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of the DDR dance mat. I've actually just bought a replacement for my daughter after much nagging that we've got to yeah. plug in. Oh, there's a, lot, there's a lot you can do with that. Oh. I, I saw something a little while ago of someone finishing Dark Souls with like a uh, DDR mat. And I'm like, oh. how the hell did they oh, do that? Oh, some, <laughs> Yeah, but some people, they do it with like the rock band drums and with the, I don't know. How did they just finish Dark Souls? I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. No, but designing designing for the DDR mat can work really well. Like I'm thinking uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer did that yep. perfectly. Uh maybe we can do something along those lines where it doesn't ha- it doesn't necessarily have to be killing high school students. <laughs> maybe we're just carving them into the big line of girls and boys. That stand well, are, on the oh, opposite yeah. sides, looking hideously awkward with each other. You are playing the chaperone, so you're so probably you've got to trying keep to prevent. Them separate. That's yeah, right. you're trying they're, to prevent. They're not, any... they're not allowed to be near anywhere with romantic <laughs> activity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on the beat, you've got to move around the dance floor, 
and Crypt of the Necrodancer style. Yeah, yeah. kind of. And, and and as you have to just keep your eye on all these couples that are dancing and make sure they're not getting too close. Yeah. And I'm sensing there's a bit of a Tapper vibe, like the old arcade game Tapper, where you yeah. just because you have to balance all the different all the different couples and and they yes. just they slowly get closer and closer. Their hips get closer and closer <laughs> together. And you have Becoming to come a and... lot more puzzly. <laughs> No, this can't go near here, but oh, now they're near them. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Oh, look, and, and that couple's starting to go outside. It's like, oh, quick, oh, quick get over that. there and you know, carve <laughs> them up again. You've got like water bombs or something to really cool them off. Yeah. Uh, you've got a limited number, so you have to you have to use them only when it's an emergency. <laughs> they go to hide hide behind the bleachers or something. <laughs> Whatever bleachers are, I think I worked that out eventually. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> I think Footloose no, no, taught me that. Generally, don't really have old. bleachers here. That's a very US yeah. Thing. <laughs> behind behind the shelter shed. Yes, yes. In the, behind the bike rack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can definitely see this this game is is working quite well. It'd have to be, have a very minimalistic sort of um, graphic style, Gra- art style. Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be cool. Well, and you could you could work you could work the closeness into like maybe on the beat. You get some sort of graphical sort of flash or pulse on each couple that that changes as they heat things up and get a bit too. Oh, uh, bit, and, bit and then you're going to get confused and... by the gay couples because you're not going to realize you have to keep them separate. That's true. I'm just yeah, going so to complexify watch... this completely. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, we want to be inclusive. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. Keeping this binary is no good. It's, yeah. it's harder yeah. than that. So you um, really do have to. You got. You have to watch. The couples and watch the pulsing and the heat that's arising <laughs> off them. Because <laughs> we, because we know that um, you know society has changed with the times, and you know, gay couples are now more more likely to come out of the closet, as it were. In as it gets later, maybe the game starts in like 1950, and you're a chaperone, you know, and it's just <laughs> through the guys ages, and, so... guys and girls, yeah. and it's just through the ages, different musical styles as it goes. And you get to now, and it's like everyone's you know, making out <laughs> you with everyone. Can't trust any of them, and all those hormones. <laughs> it's an interesting, uh, yeah, sort of political statement around uh, gay rights. At the same time as being the actual difficulty curve for the yeah, game, because exactly. you can't just you can't just go based on how they present their gender. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm just imagining you know, like the rise of rock and roll, and you know, you got reasonably good. Good music from the from like the fifties and sixties, and then there's some. Oh, the seventies is still wonderful, and uh, yeah, okay, I've had big arguments about. Seventies <laughs> gets amazing. Yeah. Eighties gets a bit weird. Nineties yeah. <laughs> gets very weird, and two thousands and today's is you just don't want to you don't want to actually listen to the music. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more a factor of our age than uh, than the music itself. Yeah, I, I had a big <laughs> discussion with a dead friend of mine who's decided that the eighties is literally the worst music of all time. Um, (laughs) and as as an 80s child i was a bit saddened by that he may he may be on to something but (laughs) Uh, there's nothing better than throwing on some 80s pop in the morning and just oh and there was some good stuff you just don't realize if you're listening to 3xy you missed it (laughs) (laughs) what i I really like about this game idea though is unlike normal rhythm games the really challenging songs are going to be the slow songs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because then they just heat up yes. even more. Yes. <laughs> and you can only move on the it's beat. Like, so oh, it's like, thank oh, goodness it. it's the margarita. Yeah. It. It's all okay now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can move around a bit faster and they're all, you know, there's, there's no moves where they get to touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Should we do another, Trevor? Yes, I think so. Three, two, one. Click. Cheese. Confiscation. <laughs> cool. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah. I was, was going to try and turn my verb into a verbie, but once I don't know that it's going to work too well. Satir- satirizing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> satirizing you. No, let's, let's just stick with satirizing. I think well, you know, well, che- cheese, we could do cheesy, cheesy sat- satirizing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere in there, there's some confiscation. <laughs> okay. We haven't, I don't, we don't so tend to do sort of cheesy? satirical games. So now or we've got a cheese, cheesy. cheese or cheesy. Yeah. And satirizing. Uh, confiscation oh, and Lord. satirizing. You, you put this on like hardcore <laughs> mode from the get go. I, I like the idea of cheesy satire, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. We, we need to figure out what we're satirizing here. Oh, God, this could get way too political. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit early for that. So I'm, I'm actually picturing a mouse because I like the idea of, a che- of cheese and, and a mouse. Okay, yeah. And Classic. The idea that maybe you're playing the mouse and you're trying to... Instead of um, taking the cheese from from like the mouse traps, you're trying to take it from the fridge. Um, kind of like you know that game I am bread, how you're trying to mm-hmm. get to be toasted, mm-hmm. or you're trying to confiscate the cheese before it gets put into the trap. Before it gets put into the trap. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. So your whole idea is to try and get to the fridge, get the cheese, and eat it before it actually gets put in, put onto the trap. And you got a certain amount of time for each level before the o- the owner of the house comes home and resets all the traps. Ah. Okay, it's a satire of the one percent. Yeah, no, see, <laughs> yeah, see, I went in a completely different different direction there. Um, with so it was confiscation, wasn't it? And cheese or cheesy and satirizing. Yeah. So cheesy reminded mm-hmm. me of Cheetos, which reminds me of a person that is getting a lot of satire at the moment and is currently confiscating <laughs> laptops on planes. So <laughs> I warned you I'd get political, right? Um, okay. <laughs> so maybe it's, a, it's something to do with how to smuggle some kind of electronic device onto your plane <laughs> so that you can not go get bored shitless. You're allowed to swear, right? Yeah, um, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, good, good, good. We, we can be friends. Um <laughs> Uh, no, I like that. I, mm, I... You gotta, you gotta, you gotta beat the TSA. <laughs> <laughs> that could get messy. Uh, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I like this idea of of yeah, you, you know, because there's this been there's there has been this whole thing of them checking your Facebook and they're gonna take your devices and see you know potentially see where your political you know your politics lie and different things. So maybe it is strategy around. You know, you have to. If you're about to get on the plane, you have to um, get your battery all the way down to zero so they can't turn it on when you go through security. Or, <laughs> <laughs> but then how are you going to power it back up? You've got to have like a, a, a hidden, you know, one of those hidden charges, <laughs> hidden hidden um, portable charges. So maybe you've broken your leg and you can put it down in in the moon boot or something like that. <laughs> We go to this well probably too often, but you could go at go at it from the opposite side and play the TSA agents in a very papers please sort of uh, you know you have to check people's phones and, and devices and make sure that people shouldn't be aren't coming into the country who shouldn't be. Although it's probably that's exactly papers please, so maybe we don't want to copy it exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's on an airplane, <laughs> <laughs> right? But yeah, because I'm sort of thinking cheesy. It's not so much cheesy, but kind of 
Like I'm sort of thinking, have you? Are, do you know Framed by Love Shack? Mm, yeah, mm, which is like the the film noir mi- mix and move the cartoon panels moves, to yeah, escape like from the panels. guards. Yep. Like that, you could totally work something like that in as you're trying to sneak things onto the aeroplane so that you don't go bananas whilst having to sit through that hideously long flight um, <laughs> without a game to play. Without, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so that's kind of where I'm going. I don't know how cheesy that is. Maybe it's too classy to be cheesy. I think the cheesy, just, the cheesy I think, comes I think from the, the Cheeto just man. Just comes though. in from yeah, yeah. That's just a Cheeto Mr. Orange thing. face. <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, we won't speak his name. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I find it. I find it amusing um, that the game we're making is tending towards a mobile game. Then actually, just well, because yeah. it's the sort of game you'd want to play on a plane to, yeah, that's <laughs> to right. keep you busy. That's right. Like now that I've got my device on the plane, I'm going to play a game about getting my device getting on it. a so meta. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, three, two, one, click. Okay, I got pattern. I got placard. Placard. Placardy. Okay. Yeah, no, placard. that's not good for me. And <laughs> creek. Creek. Like as in e- EA or a river? A river I think, creek. I think okay. I got the dodgiest of the three words. But I think placard <laughs> I and know. creek are workable. Creek, you know, it has waves. And what was yours there, Ben? Pat Patton. So Patton, Placard, Patton. and Creek. Um oh, it's a match so generic... three. <laughs> oh, that's three. yeah, okay. It's totally a match three. Where does the placard come in? I don't know. That's it's interesting. Kind of square like the, the <laughs> table of the match three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and where do the creeks come creek. in? Well, you could yeah, do an okay. you could do an interesting. You know what? Um, and this this is Crossy Road esque because I'm I'm picturing a match three, but there's a creek going through the middle of it that can like move the oh, the yeah. things you have to match with. Um, yeah, so maybe little... you kind of have to to push to push the the bricks around as they're moving past to to sort yeah. of get them and into the, the right place. And the bricks are shaped like placards. <laughs> I feel relevant. <laughs> 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 Maybe it's just there's a placard next to the creek. It's like dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of that mixing up like the middle parts of the game. Yeah, yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, I'm trying to figure out whether you. I mean, it could just be, still be that you you sort of have to click on them, but there's a there's a real timing timing more of a timing aspect to to really get it in the right position yeah. as they're sort of flowing past on this creek. Or if you have like a person on a lilo that blocks it now and then to give you a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe you, maybe you, maybe you play a person on a lilo and you have to like push the bricks, bricks off of yeah. out, of, out of the creek. Maybe, onto maybe either, all either the bricks side. come down the creek and then you've yeah, you're on a lilo and you have to yeah, push them off into yeah. the right spot. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That, that would work really well. <laughs> yeah, I kind of picture it as like a well Frogger esque. You know how when in Frogger you can jump onto like the lily, lily pad, it moves down a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you can you can position it down the down the creek. Maybe if you've got um, later levels that have different currents going different ways, so that you yeah. can actually sort of try to get it um, to the position that you actually want to want to get to it be as able well. To match it. And the person on the lilo can literally be maybe the person grabbing it. And it's not actually a match three. What you're trying to do is write a placard 
about something important. <laughs> so the letter's coming down. <laughs> you have to write like equality now. <laughs> and then we can call it Placardy Creek. <laughs> Placardy Creek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is our this is our modifier for this episode. Everything has to be verby now. Verby now. <laughs> it's getting a little old school, but it still works. It's, a, oh, yeah. it's becoming a classic now. Um, it's funny. The, what I started thinking of this with the creek and and actually going back to the match three, I was thinking actually f- rotate it from the frogger point of view and give you give you more of a like a. Do you remember the game River Raid? We sort of going up the river. It's very like I think it was oh, original Nintendo Entertainment really? System, but. Yeah, so you're going, to, you're going to show up all the lack of knowledge that I have. <laughs> well, basically, yeah. So, like, I, I know I'm thinking not the, um, the, the creek down the middle and the banks on either side, uh, yeah. and you're pushing the blocks off uh, as you're sort of going down the current, matching, uh, matching with the bricks that are on the side, but you could have things that, you know, if you match those three, they disappear, uh, but that might mean that a, you know, a hazard, like a, a log or a rock or something comes down and falls in and... So you really got to be careful about or strategic about how you match them. Mm. Could be kind yeah, of cool. cause but, mm. but I like your idea, Trevor, with the the different currents as well, because that could really play into it as well. And perhaps the rocks falling in could create new currents. Yeah, that you're actually forced into into the next into the next lane of currents because obviously you can only get to a certain certain position. Yeah, mm. with with a rock, so that could actually be quite interesting. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Placardy Creek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do another one. Three, two, one. Click. Oh, I got fade okay. this time. Displacement. Oh. Concealing. Oh. <laughs> Some kind of mystery. Hey, we can literally game. go anywhere <laughs> with this. Fade, mm. displacement, and concealing. So we could go to something supernatural. Okay. Because ghosts conceal themselves by fading, (laughs) (laughs) becoming transparent. And they are, in a sense, displaced from the physical realm. Uh, If you want to really get get in there with all those words. That doesn't give us a lot of gameplay, but (laughs) it gives us a theme. Murdered Soul Suspect didn't have didn't have a lot of ideas, and they still made a game. <laughs> <laughs> they made a game. Oh, burn, Trevor. Yeah, yeah I, I bought it down on that one. Come on, I bought that game. It it wasn't very good. I know someone who animated on that game. Come on, yeah, be gentle. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get defensive. No, no it, was, it was all right. It was okay. It was okay. Well, it's kind of giving me a bit of a Gone Home vibe too. Oh yeah. Oh. See, Gone Home had that sort of, uh, they kind of did that fake out, no spoilers, but uh, everyone's played Gone Home by now, where, you know, you went into it and you almost had that feeling that it could have been a ghost game, Yep. uh, and then it actually turned out way better (laughs) than that, but you could do, yeah, you could do something like that, but it actually is a ghost game, so therefore not a ghost game. (laughs) No, no, but maybe, maybe you're, maybe it's something similar where you're coming home Oh, you could even bring like a sixth sensey sort of thing in where you don't tell the player right away, but they actually are a ghost. So they come into this space, they come home or they come back to school or something where there are other people and you sort of, you start witnessing these things going on around you. And I don't know, it would be a challenge, but if you could make it work in a way. Because you're displaced, you're only seeing like snippets of, of scenes playing out. I don't know, perhaps, I feel like it would be more of a challenge to almost have it as a normal, you know, almost a, you know, a walking 
sim, I guess it's, as you'd say, or an experiential game with a lot of, but with conversation and stuff where you are walking around and you, you hear people discussing things, but somehow revealing over time that actually you're a ghost and you start hearing them talk about you and what they thought of you and you sort of have to figure out what happened. That's a bit different. I, I keep half going in this complete other direction and then listening to you and then losing all trains of every thought, um, which is possibly not ideal. <laughs> Try not to modify. It happens oh, all if, the time. If we, can't, <laughs> if we can't keep going down yeah. my uh, train track, then maybe we can it's take like, it in a Maybe direction. it's another game about inclusivity, whereby mm-hmm. if you're too displaced, then you fade away and, and aren't part of it. And so you've got to, I don't know, yeah... Interesting. Yeah, that, that actually reminds me of a of one of the Buffy episodes where there was a um yes. a girl who yes. who wasn't really being um yes being seen, so she literally turned you invisible. Turn invisible. Yeah, literally that's right. Invisible. So if you you know yeah, sort you of if you end up even. too displaced, then you fade away, and then you're concealed. But that's that's kind of cheating and wrapping two words into one. <laughs> um, but no, I I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I guess I guess the challenge would be how do you turn that idea into a game? Like where? I mean, I guess again, you could just do it as a very well. Maybe it's like a dating sim, mm. sort of like like Kitty Powers Matchmaker, <laughs> which is fabulous if you've never played <laughs> I it. I don't know that one. Oh, but I you can, have to. But I can. I can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if if people aren't being matched up, then they get displaced, fade away. Yeah, so you kind of have to. So you've got to you make sure that sort of everyone's figuring. Yeah. Matching up, figuring things out about people and and how how they're different and how they're sort of unique and and yeah, matching that up in the right way. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, so would you be playing just like an omniscient sort of character? It's sort of like a god game, or is it going to be more of a you're a literal person in the world who's just the matchmaker? I'm going. Well, maybe in the end you have to find your match. But in the meantime, you match up. Yeah, I'd be going things. God mode for this one myself because the rest sound more stressful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who doesn't want God mode? Um, so, so, so you're, you you're, guiding, you're guiding and coordinating, like like this. Say we're at a dinner party. It's a dinner party game, mm. and and if people are being excluded too much from conversation, then you need to they start disappearing do something supernatural um, to encourage them back so, in. So, so maybe knock the away. clock off the, um, maybe knock the clock off the mantle and that'll get someone walking over and, and then, then that yeah, engages that person yeah. near the mantle in the conversation. Yeah. So we're back to ghosts again. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's something new as again, like I haven't, it'd be really interesting to play with social dynamics in that way, mm. but with a more traditional, you know, because there have been those sorts of ghost games or, you know, where you're, you are that, that being that's just sort of influencing things, but, but usually it's, you know, to have people be killed or fall yeah. into traps or, <laughs> or whatever, well, but. I can also imagine that you could actually pause the world as it is and, you know, sort of move your character around in that paused sort of situation, so... If, say, um, you had a waiter coming in and you put a banana peel on the ground, he happened to, to slip over to um, to create a distraction to get something else to happen, you could actually pause it at that stage. He, he'll be, you know, halfway through falling in the air and you can maybe push some of these characters together and then mm. start the scene up and it's like you've, you've created another little um, 
chain reaction of events yeah. to get these people into, into and conversations. I mean if we're going to go god mode then we can we can totally like play with the time frames too and wind it backwards and forwards like time surfer and mm. whatever it was influenced by yeah well I I really like that idea of being able to pause it because I'm picturing that you can then sort of move around the room and look look at each person and view sort of a bit of a not quite a dossier, but you know the things that you know about them or yeah. you've discovered about them. But maybe, maybe you can't go, maybe you can't rewind time. But it's one of these sorts of games where you have to play it multiple times yeah, to yeah. find out. And maybe you you keep that knowledge. I mean, obviously you keep it in your head, but even with within the game, it could it could keep those notes and and those ideas of who each person is. And the challenge is getting through the whole thing. It's almost a grand Groundhog day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except instead of just the guy trying to get the girl, it's literally every, find, everybody in this dinner party needs to, you know, find their soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. And, and when when the dinner party finishes and it didn't happen, it's like, oh, <laughs> you hear the pimp and so apart and how with her. You hear the music from Groundhog <laughs> Babe. I got you, um, babe. God damn it. But I, I like that. Basically, basically, this is as a ghost. This is your unfinished business for some reason. Maybe, maybe you also find out through this who you are. You discover it through the conversations, and and you had a relationship with each of these people in some way. Yeah, and, well, maybe, you know, maybe it's you, not about hooking up, but it's it's about unfinished resolving yeah. their 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 unfinished yeah sort of business with you as the mm. um, as the ghost. Yeah, maybe, well, yeah, perhaps maybe it's yeah. your wake. Oh, that's that could darker. be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's almost a little. I think if we did that though, Trevor, I'm pretty sure this would be like the third episode in a row where we've had a game set at a funeral. A funeral or a yeah. wake. Uh, no, I kind of, I kind of like the dinner party because it's just a bit more casual and it's, it's a bit less emotionally charged. <laughs> yeah. But you can have these moments of, you know, obviously people get into arguments or get into different things and. And the fact that you're finding out about yourself is maybe a bit more subtle then because it is really focusing on each person. And yeah, I don't know. It could be a really interesting narrative challenge, you know? Yeah, mm. I like it. I think I think your character has to actually hear the conversations or be within certain proximity to actually capture capture the information. So therefore, you know, you do actually almost physically have to hear it yourself. So yeah, you, I think so. Yeah. You also know the information. Yeah, but you have to make these choices each go round, right? To to determine to go and make sure you've heard certain conversations or whatever, because you know there are multiple conversations going on at once around around the and room. And then certain or... conversations can only happen after certain things have happened, like the way to falling yeah. over or something like that. So yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, again, it would be a development challenge to put all that content. But in that's there. why we're just the ideas people. <laughs> yes, we're just <laughs> the ideas. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> we'll let the devs deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, I really like that. That's really cool. I'd like to play something like that. Yeah, all right. Let's do another one. That was yes. that was a good one. Three, two, one. Click. Swish. <laughs> Dribbling. <Okay>. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. Traveling. I got traveling. Like, these are all basketball terms. Oh, are they? What was the first one? Swish. Yeah. Is- Swish. Swish. Is That's like bas- the sound you make when you nothing but net. <laughs> okay. 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 Not a big basketballer over here. I did netball. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, I, hey, I played netball. In, and yeah, in yeah, yeah. Sport, and you're so, allowed to yeah. dribble there. You've no, got to no, do a no cool, dribbling, but... big, long, jumpy move instead. <laughs> um, but traveling, swish, and dribbling. I yeah, can't I, believe I, they all I came up I think we're in a once. sports game here, people. Wow. <laughs> so, it's called NBA that Jam. Even, that doesn't even... <laughs> 
that doesn't even give us anything to do with a basketball. It's just, let's make a basketball game. <laughs> Done. All right, can we take any of these words as something other than their, their term? Well, yeah, but it so, gets Okay, so too. dribbling, maybe it's babies playing basketball. And traveling, maybe they're traveling international. <laughs> it's the international under twos basketball <laughs> team. They're very unsteady on their feet. Oh, that'd be so cute. They need to be, yeah, they need to be like under threes because two-year-old walk cycles are just the best. <laughs> yeah, okay. <there laughs> that go, way they're yeah. like, I'm totally staying upright, but no one knows how. <laughs> Doesn't look like I will, but I will. Well, you can bring that in as a game mechanic that you almost have to get momentum going because I feel like that's yeah, a bit, sort of a bit with A bit like sort of this steppy sort of... pants. So I'm yeah. just going to keep referring to Australian mobile <laughs> games because that's what I know. But that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like they're sort of barreling forward, and and you can't you can't really stop them. They can't they can't turn on a dime. If you try to no, turn around you, too quickly, you, you have to make sure their heads face. stay above their bodies, and that doesn't always work because one or the yeah. other starts hitting in front of it. And then <laughs> I can picture oh. a really interesting <laughs> movement scheme with the physics around a really top heavy, you know, yeah. big head. Baby. Yeah, well, that's it. You need the huge heads. And, and swish. I don't even know what what is swish and basketball. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Talking sports ball for us. It was just like if you if you get if it you in and them, don't hit yeah. the rim, then oh, you, you call right. it a swish. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it was okay. the sound that the net made. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't think babies would be swishing. No. No, maybe. but that's all right. That's, Are they that's just sort why of throwing? They're, they're playing basketball and trying to stand upright. And yeah, I, and every time they take a shot, it's that kind of. What, what do you call that move? Like between the legs, sort of heaving it upwards. It's like the bucket, sort of. Yeah, the yeah, the kind of bucket throw. <laughs> well, I'm thinking. I kind of like because it's actually a. It's almost uh It just provides really different challenges to the game of. Yeah, basketball. I'm just interested in the mechanics of the overhead, oversized head toddlers, and, and the fact that the dribble can get in the ball. Well, <laughs> oh my god, you could bring the dribble into it. So every baby is just dripping occasionally, uh. and. <laughs> It, it creates a slippery slowly, surface. Yeah. <laughs> and slippery <laughs> walls. Yeah, you can slip over on. Until, uh, you know, between quarters or whatever, they come out and clean it all up. Uh, that's a mini game. Until they're eventually like baby. swimming babies. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets deep enough that they can actually reach, reach the hoop. <laughs> they're pretty short and those hoops are really high. I, I really I really wasn't thinking a normal basketball court. I was actually thinking like just a large playpen area. So you've kind of got the playpen around the outside and they're on yeah. like linoleum or or something like yeah, that. See, what just is, got... So what is the goal? Like for a basketballer, we know that they want to get the ball through the hoop. Like that's their raison d'etre, right? <laughs> I, what, is, I think... what, is, what is that for a toddler? I mean, I think they're still trying to get it in. It's just really different challenges. How how long can you keep the ball? Because they don't want to share it. (laughs) No kid that I know knows any rules. They just want to keep it. So it's it's that sort of it's possession. And then if you if you can somehow like work out the key press to actually throw the ball up, it still doesn't go very high because they're not very coordinated. But if you do happen to get it in and it swishes, you win the game. Yes. That's that's the actual win condition. <laughs> yeah, it's like the yeah. snitch in Harry Potter. It's like that one thing. That, <laughs> that one thing. It's like you can do all these other things forever, but yeah. as soon as this moment happens, yeah, it, that's yeah, the most exactly. unbalanced game I've ever heard of. Like, I love <laughs> Harry Potter, but seriously, Quidditch, what were you it's thinking? 
JK Rowling was not a game designer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I really like the just the mechanical challenges around that because you know, you can still take the shots and you but and you're doing these really slow bucket shots, but that doesn't matter because it takes forever to for any of the the opposing team to come over and, and block you or stop you from doing it anyway. So, it's just really this slow pace. You've paced still got a certain amount of attention. time that you have to you've, you've still got a very limited amount of time that you have to pull it off because you're a very impatient toddler, and when <laughs> things true. don't go your way, you just yeah, end up in a, little, a mess of, you've got of a frustration that meltdown that we all know at seven o'clock <laughs> at witching <laughs> hour, as it is known. <laughs> so, so you've got this time limit. You've got this timer limit in terms of a move for each toddler before they just crack the sads. <laughs> you have to trade them out. You just see this big pair of mum's hands coming yep. in and taking the baby nope, out. That's and... it. Cuddles, bed. <laughs> it, it's literally just tantrum ball or something like that. Yes. Yeah. I think the tantrums need to play into it. Yeah, definitely. No, I love that as a mechanic for, for you know, you might have a really good baby who's actually pretty good at the game, but... You know, that their frustration meter is yeah. very small. So uh, you really have to make use of them before they crack the shits. And, That's and right. And can you train your babies up on their frustration level? Can they level up? Because that's what we yeah. all hope, right? <laughs> that eventually oh, they mean... level up and become grown-ups. <laughs> but, but yeah, maybe there's some kind of training process where you can, you know, end up with your gun babies. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> you got to try to, I don't know, keep them away from the TV. It's a mini game. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Distract them with flashcards. <laughs> yeah. Feed them too many lollies until they explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yep, yep, you're at your peak. Oh no, sugar, sugar crash. Here we go. Oh, they, they discovered they discovered fizzy drink. Yep. Cheat code, red cordial. That's it. We've got twenty <laughs> seconds to win the game. <laughs> oh, that yeah, yeah. That, I like that, Trevor. Though that's like a, a boost. You give yep. them some red cordial right at the end, and you know, you know, you're not going to get much out of them for long. But in that time, they're just going to be yeah. really really fast yeah but it's a cheat code <laughs> oh it's a cheat code oh I, I feel like it should be part of the game mechanic <laughs> i kind of miss cheat codes right. i know they don't do this anymore do they i don't think so. well they do but they always developer console stuff so it's it's usually yeah it's not it's not really yeah. cheating it's just uh we needed this to make sure no, the testers could yes. actually get to this sort of get to that point get to this point in the game very quickly uh, i really like i really like the the baby ball, baby basketball. Yeah. There I'm interested so in interesting uh, the mechanics, mechanics of the toddler. Yeah, <laughs> and the absolutely. the movement of the toddler. I reckon that would be awesome. Okay, That'd so if someone game. can That'd provide be a, good game a proof game. of concept. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on to this. I think it's about time to move into the Eye of the Storm. So if you want to find us online, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can email us, podcast at lamestorming.com. If you'd like to throw us a like or a subscribe, that would be really helpful. We don't do any sort of promotion outside of word of mouth, so that'd be great. You can find us on iTunes, uh, where you can rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We have gone weekly now, so there should be a new episode dropping into your box every Sunday or Monday. Every Sunday or so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find us on our website. All our episodes are up there, lamestorming.com. Yep, we'd also like to thank Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. They helped us out very much so with the recording capabilities for our guest. 
Uh, I'd also like to thank Kurudust, who provided the song Mount Defiance, which we use for our opening and closing music, and for Eye of the Storm. And Giselle, have you got your details there on how people can contact you? Uh, probably easiest just to hit me up on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is jazzroz, with lots of Zs everywhere, J-A-Z-Z-R-O-Z. Perfect. All right, let's get back into it. Three, two, one, click. Concoction. Introvert. Notification. (laughs) (laughs) Can you say yours again, Giselle? Introvert. Introvert. So what you guys aren't, I'm guessing. Well, at least not in podcasting. (laughs) I have a a good... A good tall drink before we start the podcast. So <laughs> good work. He's extroverted. I, I may have had a margarita, so you're in yeah, good company. No, perfect, perfect. Um, <laughs> so, introvert concoction and. Notification. Uh, notification is really dull. <laughs> it's mm. true. <laughs> Ding. Okay, so it's an introvert who's who's created like a concoction that turns him into an extrovert. Yeah, it's called tequila. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's also time limited, just like with the toddlers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel like there are some similar mechanics here. Um, the notification. So it's just, it's just like a one of those really annoying mobile games, right? Where you've accidentally <laughs> allowed, not like Crossy Road, like the annoying ones, <laughs> um, where you've allowed notifications. And then we've yeah. sorted out notifications, and now we can just have introvert concoction. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe it's actually maybe it's an app. It's an app that uh, that monitors you and sends a notification to your phone when, when you're becoming not, when you haven't been talking enough. <laughs> introverted. Well, yeah, when you it, detects, it tells it you when that you need more introverted. tequila. Okay, yeah, so exactly. it's not actually a game. It's an app. It's not even a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! You haven't you haven't spoken to anyone in ten minutes. Go have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I think that's enough for that one. Let's click it. Yeah, I think, I think move on. <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Hmm. Cozy. I'm going to move off verbs soon. <laughs> Retracing. <laughs> warmth. So, okay. Oh, look cozy at you two all matched up there. <laughs> I know. That's, that's very cozy. Cozy, warmth, and retracing. Retracing. We're back to Groundhog Day. No. Could be, it could be kind of... Uh, a maze of some description. Okay, so yeah, if you can bring in a a heat mechanic, like a heat mm. hot and cold mechanic, that yeah, you're sort of trying to get through a maze environment, but you've got heat sources staving off the cold, so you got to like well, run yeah, between, exactly. I'm just run between. Yeah, cold I get the points. feeling the heat is the good thing because it comes with cozy, yeah. and cozy is always good. Yes. So it's the cold thing is Maybe the you're bad a, thing. A cute little puppy. <laughs> who <laughs> really wants to just be cozy and warm uh, but also wants to explore the world and so you can go out for limited amounts of time and then retrace but then has to retrace his back steps, to the yeah. blanket mm. Mm. yeah maybe it's, it's on, on a, they're on a search for their let's not go with partners again we've done a bit of that <laughs> foods you know their dog treats yeah. Yeah. okay yeah. so it's a yeah. dog survival game it's a dog survival game, and they want to go out and have adventures and their midnight rendezvous with their foods or their friends, but they have to be able to retrace their steps back or else their owners will lock the doors and then they won't be able to be warm and cosy. 
Yes. Yeah, that's it. Like you've just got a your your warmth meter is one of the most uh, or mm. your cozy or your cozy meter perhaps. Your cozy meter. Your, your cozy meter uh, is the most important stat. Yeah, it's making yeah. sure that that doesn't go below a certain level. And for <laughs> reasons why they've got to retrace steps is because the um there is literally no map in this game. All you can do is retrace your steps to get back to. But um, but you can pee on things. As ah, that's how you know how to retrace your steps. Totally. Yeah. I was just wondering. I was having my Hansel and Gretel moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's oh, it. See, I, I was so picturing you know, just a you know, you winter's get to a day sort of thing in, I don't know, New York or wherever it snows. <laughs> <laughs> Boston. I hear I hear PAX was very cold this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, well, that's the thing, though, because, um, yeah, maybe the landscape will change because maybe it is sort of snowing or, or something over time. But so... Peeing on a fire hydrant is the only way you know that you've been there, uh, because the, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the it is the one classy game. Can I say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, totally. That's that's how a dog would retrace their steps for sure. Yeah. they'd they'd follow the um the scent. Yes. I've been here before. Yes. I marked this before. Yeah, follow the yellow piss road. <laughs> and do they have any? Uh, is it yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's so as a dog in a survival game, yeah, I guess sort of set in a city, like what are your goals and what are you trying to do you gather things in the same sort of way that you do in sort of current survival games? Do you have to bury bones to come back for later? Yeah. Yeah, that works. Um yeah, I, I think do. maybe your owner is is not very well, so you're sort of like trying to help out. Oh. So you're the one going down to the grocery store trying to get meat, but of course you can't pay for it so you gotta <laughs> try and steal it from the dumpster or something at the back it's just, why, it's just why your owner is not very well <laughs> eating meat brought to by a dog yeah exactly <laughs> sounds self-perpetuating <laughs> <laughs> And see, so the challenge with the retracing could also be all the other spells. Like if we're in a city environment now, and some other mean dog will come and pee on my fire hydrant, and then I won't. I'll be yeah. confused. You have to. You sort of have. Maybe to... it's a multiplayer. Mm. That could be cool. I was almost MMO. thinking as well that you go out one day, and you can retrace the steps fine. If you go out a different way, you know, the next day, and your smell's still there from the previous day, so that. If you get turned around and don't realise where you are, you could actually be going in the totally wrong direction. Mm, you could have your paths cross if you've headed out in different directions at different yeah. times. If you're going in the same way all the time, that would probably make for a pretty boring game. Well, that's, you know, the spots that you mark can, will fade over time too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you might have you might have laid a path to a really good source of meat or whatever. Two but days you, ago, but... Yeah, but if you don't go back or if it's, you know, and maybe there are things like rain or other things that might sort of uh affect deteriorate. how fast they yeah how fast they deteriorate deteriorate you uh yeah you're out of luck you you have to find your way back that you've lost that path mm, yeah i yeah. kind of like that that's kind of cool i do like the idea of it being multiplayer it could be kind of interesting and then you've got that whole sort of thing that dogs do where they fight over who's last peed on the fire hydrant well, yeah, not fight, yeah. fight, but it's and, like, oh, oh, hang on, I need to fix this. Someone else just peed here. It's my turn again. I can smell their pee more than my pee. Then, then it becomes kind of like um, that game Splatoon where you actually try to take... Um, you're sort of trying to paint everything a particular colour. Paint color, everything in a particular case... colour. So in this case, you're yeah. trying to mark your territory fully and you know someone else comes and takes over that, that particular thing. You no longer can use that as a mark to work your way back home. 
Mm. Yeah. See, now I'm having de blob moments, and the idea of de blob a dog urine is kind of terrifying me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, don't paint the whole building in your pee, puppy. <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> And also Press drink X more water. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to make sure they have enough drinks. Yeah, you that know. can be one of the mechanics, exactly. You know, you have to find that. Well, that's another reason you have to retrace your steps because your yeah. owner still puts water out for you, but otherwise yeah. you have to either yeah. you know, go into another dog's territory to steal their water or or find other sources of water. And because it's winter, it could all be frozen. So you've got to be very careful. Mm. Well, you just eat snow in your mouth and then you get your that's tongue stuck Just not to the yellow bowl. snow. Like a cartoon. Yeah, don't eat the yellow stuff. It's not lemon. They lie. <laughs> Dogs don't care. Dogs are definitely eat Okay, so um, the other thing. I remember reading something about dogs being colorblind. So is okay. this entire game in black and white, except for you can see, like, your mark? That could be interesting. I've, I've definitely... I think I've seen that mechanic used before, but I don't know... I don't recall what it was, but yeah, I, I kind of that could be an interesting idea because then, yeah, the steps that you're trying to retrace would really stand out against the sort of monochrome. Kind of a bit. It's now reminding me a bit of I don't know quite how we get from dogs peeing on poles to the unfinished swan, but that's what it's <laughs> reminding me of. Yeah, I had never, I had, didn't actually play it, but I know the general premise. You sort of oh, it's throwing beautiful. Ink around you should play it. To, uh, yeah, to so that you can see what's going on, and, and like yeah. you just mentioned before, there are some bits that are quite coloured, so that's probably more important than the bits mm. that are just black and white. Gorgeous game, you should play it. I can see, yeah, I can see those parallels there. Then that you sort of, <laughs> but yeah, a bit classier than peeing on poles, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we do get dragged down into the, the oh, gutter, class is overrated sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play. Get in the I'm way a dog of a good and I can laugh. pee on the pole. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's where some of the warmth can come from as well. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Uh, should we do one more before our final? Segment? Yes, Trevor? one more. Sure. All right, one more. Three, two, one. Click. Ooh. Custard. <laughs> oh, I love it already. Hurdling. <laughs> <Okay>. Canvas. <laughs> Canvas. Canvas. As in not, not... Oh, not like something you paint on, but... The C-A-N-V-A-S-S. Solicit votes from... Propose an idea or plan for discussion. Oh, right, right. I get you, I get you. I did not know that that was spelled differently. There you go. I thought it had an E, but there you go. I have okay, no idea. Yeah, to, <laughs> okay, to spell. Yeah, so like canvassing right. a neighbourhood sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. So cam- canvas cut li- custard hurdling. <laughs> okay, so, all right, all right. It's a very old school kind of arcade sort of game. Uh, you're in a You're in a neighbourhood. You're playing somebody who's sort of up for local election and you're trying to bribe all the neighbours with custard. And you're jumping over hurdles. So that they'll vote for you. But that's it. You have to to get around this neighbourhood through all the hurdles. You know, I'm thinking almost uh, uh, bringing like Paperboy. Um, There's dogs and there's garbage cans Mm. and things. Mm. Uh, But you have to make sure you don't spill the custard. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know where and else then, we can go yeah, with that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. You, you seem to have a complete game out of that. Yeah, there you go. And then the end screen is like it tallies up your votes based on how many people you managed to deliver custard, <laughs> delicious custard to. But unfortunately, <laughs> out, out of, you know, like the 5 million voters, you only managed to hit 21, <laughs> so you only got 21 votes. <laughs> no, it's a very local election. Maybe it's like a... It's like a school. Yeah, you're thing trying to go onto a... the parent teacher board or something. Yeah, but yeah. still, well, 21 out of 2,000 <laughs> isn't great. <laughs> Depends how far you can go without spilling all your custard, Trevor. It's the challenge. <laughs> how far can you go without spilling custard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can go any further with that one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just move. Let's just move on to our our final segment. Uh, so what we're going to do here, Giselle, uh, I'm going to ask you, what is your most anticipated game at the moment? Oh, gosh, I should have listened to more of your podcast, so I knew. <laughs> so- um, I'm still playing ridiculous amounts of Overwatch at the moment, and I've mm-hmm. just started Horizon, but my 14-year-old has discovered that I bought Horizon and is now playing <laughs> it. So it's it's kind of zero dawn at the moment. I okay. guess. Um, and then, of course, whatever else we bring out next. Um, <laughs> You're going to yes, give us I'm an exclusive? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I like being employed. It's a good thing. <laughs> Damn it, we thought we could get a um, I'm trying to think what else, because I'm, I'm still waiting to see, because like, it's always really interesting to see what comes out of the Global Game Jam games mm-hmm. and what continues Do, well, did you on. Have a, did you have a favourite from... The global game oh, I haven't even of... played enough of them to be able to tell no. you for this year. Oh, well, okay. Thimbleweed Park. Yes. I'm really looking forward to. Waiting for that. Ah, <laughs> <gasps> oh, that will be wonderful. We're both huge, Jen and huge Ron have been working so fans, oh, yeah. hard on that. Ron didn't come to GDC this year and I missed yeah. him. Oh, um, I bet. No, we, Jen was we met there. him a week, so. We met yeah. Ron last last year at PAX. Last PAX, yeah. Ah, nice. Um, he's so wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I, he's great. I, one of my favourite like the weekend after GDC, you sort of chill out or go adventuring or whatever, was eating fish tacos and then playing, oh, God, the name's going to go. It's a card game. There's a princess. Love Letters. Ooh, got oh, there. okay. Yeah, yeah with, with yeah. John and Ren. Um, John and Ren. Ron and Jen. <laughs> I just give them new names now. At the, end of a, uh, at the end of a busy, busy GDC week, we went and got fish tacos and then we ate ice cream in the park and then we went and played love letters <laughs> it was nice. glorious i'll just yeah brag a yeah we're hoping there. we'd love to get ron on the podcast once the game's out at some point um, ah. we talked to him at pax about it last year and he he seemed kind of keen yeah cool uh, so we'll, we'll definitely approach we'll him see. but yeah so so yeah so thimbleweed would definitely be up there I, it'll like just for me it's so often it's not so much the game but letting the game devs have some sleep again yeah. oh yeah all right well let's do thimble let's do thimbleweed park so okay <laughs> Uh, what what we're going to do with this game is uh, we're going to throw away everything we know about the game, Thimbleweed Park. Right. We're just going to take the, the title of gonna... it. Right. And we're going to reimagine that based on the title as a completely new game. At what point did I decide that I could redesign a Ron Gilbert game? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Ron Gilbert no, it's game. Just, it's that's it. just it's a game called Thimbleweed Park. You don't know who the title. Okay, Ron, don't listen. <laughs> Listen, although I have spent time explaining mobile free to play to him before and went, I've really got to step back a little bit. <laughs> Funny. Let me explain to you about games, Mr. Gilbert. It'll be fine. <laughs> 
Okay, that yep. wasn't tequila. That was rum. Um, <laughs> you only Word came up with all the games of my childhood. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. That's right. Okay, so we... Yeah, a game called Thimbleweed Park. Where I mean, presumably, it's set in a park. And there are some weeds. <laughs> and thimbles. And thimbles. Yeah, I really um, want there to be thimbles involved in this somehow. Okay, yeah. Thimbleweed thimble Park. How... So... They're thimbles, and they're in a park, and they're really high. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. thimbles, what do you, I mean, thim, so it could, we could bring know. sewing into it somehow. That's what thimbles are for, right? Maybe, yeah, like maybe you have sewing circles in a park whilst really high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Okay. <laughs> Okay. It could just be and even be one of those really... Of, so it's not even sewing. It's that, oh, I don't know, like cross-stitch? Cross-stitch. Yeah, cross-stitch. Like embroidery. I, I'm so good at these things. I it could totally be, yeah, it could just be one of those really casual games, uh, maybe that you play on a tablet or something. Uh, and maybe the idea is that you play it while you're high because it's just so relaxing and you're basically <laughs> just doing... A repetitive motion to create a cross stitch pattern yeah. on yeah, the tablet. No, it could be one of those chill games like Breath of yeah. Life and that kind of thing. So I think there should be more games like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> games to get my my blood pressure up and my and my heart rub racing. That's not necessarily what I look for in a game. Horror games terrify me. So <laughs> a, a little sewing circle game where you're working on your patterns whilst really high. Um, hmm. Um, I was also thinking of maybe maybe it's a, a game where instead of the cross-stitch and all that sort of stuff, you've got a park and you know how Easter egg hunts usually happen in parks and all this sort of stuff? Instead of Easter eggs, they're looking for thimbles. But okay. it turns out that um, the garden has gone on strike and there's weeds everywhere. So it's you, you play a single kid and you've just got to go through all the weeds trying to find um, trying to find the thimbles. But ripping the ripping the weeds for a out as well. in a weed stack. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like so. So room sort of scale puzzle... VR. It's VR. Oh, okay. We haven't done a VR game this week. <laughs> <laughs> a, a room scale VR game where you're literally just looking for a thimble around this pile of thimble weeds. in a weed stack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the. So you've got your tagline now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, what, so you do you get to do you have to pull out the weeds? So basically, it's a, it's I'm like thinking a... I'm thinking you can pull out the weeds, but I know maybe because maybe because the gardener has gone on strike, he sees you as you know a a scab who's gone across the um across the strike <laughs> the lines. lines. <laughs> so you so you have to do it without pulling out weeds because then you're on the clock as a gardener, and that's yeah. not acceptable. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing how funny it's going to be to watch people playing this crawling around on the floor to get as close and and, to... and and putting both hands in and you know sort of separating just trying to trying to look through the weeds <laughs> long grass on the weeds that's kind of neat actually there's an interesting physical aspect to that in VR yeah as a, as a it's almost like one it's just one of those hidden object games but it's it's literally in this space where you, that you have to push through and get really close to to, to find this tiny thing yep. There is a zoom, but you have to put your head closer. <laughs> <laughs> there is a zoom, but you have to like reach up and pull your glasses down over your eyes and, and sort of look down at them. 
No, I kind of I like that VR idea. That's that's uh, again uh, something something kind of new. And depending on on the size of your room, depends on how big like the weed stack is. The weed stack. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there are maybe there are achievements for finding like actual marijuana. Just yeah, why not? It's 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 the extra hidden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sale in certain states only. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like this tracks this tracks kind of well with the actual Thimbleweed Park. Uh, you know, bit of, it's it's kind of like pixel hunting, but in VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm fairly confident the actual one's going to be better. But yeah, that's okay. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I well, think so. for starters, there's five characters, so that's already better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could have different. We could have different characters. <laughs> DLC for our game. All right. Well, I think we might finish it up there. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks again for coming on. Oh, Cyril. pleasure, awesome. guys. Thanks for rambling on about. <laughs> I don't even know what anymore. But no, no. It's always um, it's always fun. It's always good. Do you want to let our listeners know where they can get in contact with you uh, if they want to ask any questions about IGDA or anything like that? Ah, uh, sure. Um. Uh, probably Twitter's the best option. It's Jazzroz, Z on Twitter. I'm pretty much always there. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably the easiest option. Um, and people are welcome to say g'day from there. Cool. Fantastic. Beautiful. And, yeah, so I, I'll just do a quick thing for anyone who is a game developer who might be in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have meetups the second Tuesday of each month. Um, mostly look up IGDA Melbourne as a Facebook group and join that and you'll then know what we're on about. Um, And that's open to game developers of all ilks from, hmm, I'm just starting or interested in it through to, yes, this is what I do for a crust. Um, So, yeah, yeah, so all, all types welcome. And encouraged. Yeah. Um, We're both members yeah. of the group, yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to try to make it along to one of those. If yeah, this counts, yeah. if this counts as game development this... enough, right? <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. So it's a pretty casual thing, usually on a Tuesday night at a pub somewhere in the city. Perfect. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to episode fourteen of Lame Storming. I believe it is. Uh, I am Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Giselle Rosman. A game where you play a dog who has to retrace his steps by following his pee marker? (laughs) I'd play that. (laughs) 